Pressure coming, pressure coming. And he's sacked again at the four-yard line. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Another sack by Shaq Barrett. He's got three today. Brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Caught touchdown, Tampa Bay. Oh, Jay Howard. Fire them, cannons! What a play. Now your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. I am so excited now to be joined by wide receiver Chris Godwin. Chris, thanks for being with me. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me, Casey. Um, so, man, finished at 97 yards in the game. I know outcome wasn't what you guys wanted, but a pretty great game for you. How did, how did you feel about your individual performance and, and what worked pretty well for you? Yeah, um, I, I thought I did some, some things really good, um, some things really cleaned up, but I think Anytime I go out there, I really just try my best to, like, make the plays that come away from my team, you know? So, like, whether that's in the run game, you know, like get some key blocks or whether that's in the passing game, you know, catching the balls that come my way. So, like I said, I, I think it was a pretty good outing. Um, there's some stuff that I left out on the field, but I'm looking forward to my next opportunity. Yeah, and that 44-yard catch, uh, that was that was a heck of a play. Is that, is that, like, one of your favorite types of plays to make? Yeah, I think so. I think um, anytime you're able to make like a really big splash play like that, you know, it gets the whole sideline going, gets the fans into it. Um, you know, it's really just like a morale booster, uh, especially in a, in a situation where it was last last night where, you know, things were moving a little bit slow and we really needed like a big chunk to get us going. And what what's going through your mind on deeper routes like that, like as you're running and, and knowing what you're being asked to do in that play and the potential for a splash play like that? Honestly, it's just like, it feels like the ball is taking forever to get to you, you know? So like, like, I like obviously knowing the play call and, and seeing the covers that they were going to go to, I guess like you, like you can see like the safety rotation. I had a really good idea that the ball is going to come my way. And so like, as soon as the ball snapped, I just like took off. Like I'm like running. I'm like, I hope he sees this the same way I did. And like, obviously clearly he did. And then the ball's in there. I'm like, please just get down. But like, it can't get down any fast, like fast enough. So, um, it's a really exciting feeling, like, when you see the ball come your way. And then it's like, all right, I just got to just, just hold on to it. Just snag it and hold on to it. That's awesome. I love that. All right, our, our uh, Hooters hot question of the day. What worked better on the deep ball yesterday for you guys? Uh, it Really, I think it's just timing. You know, sometimes, you know, it's the, the timing is a little bit off. Um, and I think a good thing to really notice, too, or to note, is that we're all still learning each other. You know, I think – this offseason being as weird as it has been, um, I think when you look at a team like the Chiefs, you know, they've been together for three years, you know, the, the core group of guys. So they already have that chemistry. And then with us, we're kind of learning on the fly. So, um, you know, we're going to have our, our brews, our ups and our downs. But yesterday, it, it really worked for us. Yeah, it's so true. And, and we've talked about that a lot this year of, you know, the chemistry with bringing in a new quarterback and you guys all learning each other. Where do you feel like you guys would be in a normal year is is where you are now kind of where you would be in like a September what's kind of a a, a good way to look at what you missed in the off season and what that would translate to yeah I would say probably like September October ish um I, I think like I said I, I, it's so hard to to really judge that because like you never really know but I I would love to believe that us having you know a regular off season where we're able to come in there during OTAs and 
and really start to iron out the, you know, the the details of our offense. And, you know, Tom and the coaching staff kind of going back and forth and like figuring out like what works the best collectively for us, like with the personnel that we have, you know, and just having guys like having like more and more time to really gel. Um, I think that, that would have been really beneficial for us. But like I said, now we're just kind of learning it all on the fly. You know, we haven't been in these situations together as a team, you know, and so it, it we're taking our, our, our growing pains as we go. I'm just kind of like unfolding in front of the world. So we got to, we just have to learn from it um, and stick together as a team and realize the potential that we have and just continue to work towards being the best version of our, of this team. And what all goes into the chemistry specifically on a deep ball and what makes it so much more challenging sometimes than some of the other routes of, from your perspective, from Tom's perspective, what are the things that you guys, you know, talk about, work on to get to that point where it is more automatic and more comfortable? So I think the two biggest things is, um, honestly, is timing and, uh, like, location, right? So the timing aspect of it, it's like we have to, like, I was like the play call has to be the right play call, you know? But once the ball is snapped, Tom has to have a good feel for like when we as receivers are going to be like in the, in the area that we're supposed to be, you know, and regardless of like what happened with the defense, we have to be in the, in the spot that he's uh, expecting us to be. Um, and just like, you know, the whole timing of the offensive line, giving him enough time, you know, to actually like get his read and make the right throw. He has to put the ball in the right location with the right type of, you know, arc and, and velocity and all that. And then we have to be on, on the right timing as receivers in our route. So there's a whole lot of little intricacies that kind of go into the deep ball that that play a factor as opposed to like shorter passes. Yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like super simple, no nothing major, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crazy. it's very very simple. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're talking to wide receiver Chris Godwin here. Um, you know, Mike, another great game for him, couple touchdowns. Um, tell tell me about what you saw from him on Sunday and, and specifically those touchdown plays for him and what worked well. Yeah. I, I think the the best thing about Mike is that like he's so dominant and like he's so strong that no matter how the game is going at any moment he can you know he can score a touchdown or two um and I think like that's very exciting but I I think you know like sometimes like when when we're not doing so good offensively it can kind of feel like like our, our timing is off or like you know we're not really in like a rhythm um and so just like having a guy like Mike to really be able to you know, to go to when things may, you know, may not be looking too good and then score a touchdown and now it's like, all right, now we, we have confidence as a team. And then, you know, maybe I score a touchdown next or Gronk or, who, or whoever, like one of our weapons that we have. And it, it kind of creates like a snowball effect, you know? Yeah, and specifically with touchdowns, because, I mean, it's been funny. There were, I remember there being a game where I think he only had two yards, but he had two touchdowns. Yeah. And, like, why is it specifically around the end zone that he has been so automatic this year? Because he's now tied for second in the league with 11 receiving touchdowns. Yeah, and that's, you know, I, and I'm not surprised by that at all. You know, touchdowns are hard to come by um, just for anybody, especially receivers in the league. And so, um, when you have, like I said, we have a guy like Mike, that is so capable of scoring on really on, on any play. Um, defenses really try to key in on him, and like they'll they'll double cover him a lot. They'll always have safety help. So a lot of the opportunities that he has, it like in the field of play, you know, and like as we're driving, isn't necessarily there because teams are trying to stop him. So when you get down to the red zone, it's like you know it's it's a lot harder for a team to double team them or to, to hide the double team. Like if they want to double team him, they have to put two guys directly over him, and then it's like all right, well we know we have to go somewhere else. And then you have one-on-one coverage for the rest of us. Um, 
And so that being the case, you know, he gets one-on-one coverage, throw him a lot of fades, throw him some slants, you know, really mix it up and keep the guys guessing. And, you know, he's, he's just a beast. So that, that's what he does. Yeah, speaking of beast mode, both of you have had some pretty beast mode touchdowns recently. Uh, in, in that last game we, you know, week ago, he fought for one that was just probably one of my favorite plays of his I've seen in a long time. And then you also had this incredible reaching, diving play and remembering that that's with pins in your finger and all of that. <laughs> I mean, tell me how impressive that was for, for both of you guys. Remember, you know, when you were watching Mike make that play and then that touchdown for you, what that says about the two of you guys as wide receivers. Yeah, like you said, I think it was, uh, both of us were, were very impressive. Um, I know for sure I wasn't expecting to do that. It just kind of happened, you know. You're <laughs> just like, accidentally amazing, you know. <laughs> like, so, like, with Mike's, I'm like, it was funny because I saw him, I saw him catch the ball, and they were, like, wrapped him up as two guys. So, like, I like for a moment, I looked back to the sideline to see, like, what the next, like, personnel group was going to be. But, like, I didn't hear a whistle. And so I turned around and looked, and, like, all of a sudden, he's like diving into the end zone. I was like, "Yo, what just happened?" And then I see it on the on the big screen. I was like, "Yo, you are a beast, man! Like, like you're a dog. I don't know how you did that." I'm like, "But like that, like that's the type of stuff that that we need as a team. Just like that kind of fight. You know what I mean? Um, hey, those are going to be the types of plays that we have to make like down the stretch. You know, as we try to you know get into the playoffs and really make some noise. Um, and then my like I said, mine. I had so let's put it like this: when when we played the Panthers. And Cam had, like, that diving first down where he jumped over, like, two guys. I was like, wow, that's a very impressive play. I was like, but I don't ever see myself in a situation where I think the best course of action is to jump over a guy. I'm like, it just doesn't seem like a good idea. Like, you're always going to land. Like, it's probably going to hurt. You know, you might get smacked. But then, like, I caught the ball, and, I like, I didn't know how close I was to the end zone, but I heard the crowd. So I'm like, I'm either really close to the end zone or there's nobody near me. And it was kind of both. And then, like, once the one guy came out, I'm like, there's no way I can't get in this end zone. So I was like, let's just see what happens. And just dove, and I'm like, wow, like, that is nuts. <laughs> That's so funny to think when it's when you're watching other people, like, what an idiot. Who jumps over someone like that? And then it's your turn, and you're like, yep, me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that person now. <laughs> yeah, now, now I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and see, now that it worked, next time are you more likely to do it again, you feel like? Uh, I don't – See, that's the thing. I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, th I think, like, like I said, I still feel the same way. Like, I don't know if uh, if that's the, the best option right there. Like, yeah. it's Because, like, I feel like once you jump over someone, then, like, you're kind of more inclined to do it again. But I've seen guys get real happy with jumping, and, like, now they want to jump over everybody, and then they get flipped, and it's – Nah, I'm okay. Yeah, it, it would have to be, it would have to be a perfect situation for me to do it again. I can't wait to see the next time that it happens to be able to have this conversation again. And you're like, "Yep, <laughs> I'm I did it again." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and uh, I know that Gronk also had his first hundred yard game of being a Buccaneer. Um, what was working so well for him yesterday? Uh, honestly, I think him and Tom they have a really good like rapport. Obviously, you know their track record speaks for itself, but. You know, I, I think as the season's going, he's really getting, you know, finding his role and really, like, playing that to a, to a high level. You know, it's – we have so many weapons that I think teams, they try to mix it up and double-team, like, you know, it should, like, switch who gets, like, the double-team. So, Mike will get it the majority of the game, and then sometimes I'll get it, sometimes it's Gronk, sometimes it's A.B. And I think, um, like, this past game, he did a good job of taking advantage of his opportunities. You know, like, I think Tom saw a couple things in the defense that – were very like you know friendly for what Gronk does 
and he hit him on like a nice deep ball down the middle, you know, and just outside of that, it's just, you know, chipping away like 10 yards here, 15 here, you know, and I, I think he, he's such a strong guy, you know, he's so physical that it can be a challenge for, you know, DBs and linebacks to really cover him. And Rojo got his first career touchdown reception, uh, this nice little 37-yard tiptoe down the line. I'm sure as a wide receiver, you could appreciate his little fancy footwork there. Oh, yeah, I, I can definitely appreciate that. And, and that, was, that was really awesome to see, too. You know, I think, I think the way that he caught the ball, you know, he, he caught it confidently, and then he turned up. Like, as soon as he turned around, he, he took off, and everyone saw the explosion that we know Rojo to have. So just seeing that, that play kind of unfold the way it did, I was really happy. You know, obviously because we scored, but I was happy for Earl as well. You know, just just like for his confidence, you know, for him being such an explosive player and to be able to make a, a big play for us and then showing a little bit of fancy footwork down the sideline was awesome too. All right, well, we still have more coming up here with wide receiver Chris Godwin on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. We are back here with Chris Godwin on Buccaneers Total Access brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. Um, I know the frustrating way for the game to end for you guys, but um, it's got to be nice to have a bye week now finally after 12 you know, week, straight weeks of playing. Um, what are sort of the, the pros and cons of it being this late and then the, the struggles of it being kind of after a loss, but at least you have some time to, to recover from the loss? Uh, that's a good question. I- one, I, I think when you have a bye week that's really that's late in the season, um, it kind of sucks like the beginning portion of the season just because you're going so many weeks, just like back to back to back. Um, but I think what it, it allows us to do is like really like recharge like physically and mentally, um, take us you know take a step back, you know, and, and get ourselves together for for what we hope to be. You know, this last stretch push towards the playoffs and and really to to work towards what our end goal is. Um, you know, I think I saw something that was like this part. This is the latest bye week that a team has had since like 2001, and like that is crazy to me. <laughs> I, uh, it, it definitely feels like that. Like it feels like we're like we're planners going 16 straight again. Um, but I, I, I'll tell you what, though, I'll take this over uh, having a week one bye week like like we did my rookie year. <laughs> That's a great point. Um, and so also I wanted to know what it said to you about the team that you're down 17 to nothing and you're able to end up making it a game, that you're, you're in a position towards the end of the game to be trying to get the ball back to potentially tie or, or go ahead. What does it say about this team and, and what was maybe the message on the sideline and the locker room at halftime that you feel like helped get you guys there? I, I think it just shows the type of like resiliency that we have as a team. Um, like you said, we're down 17, you know, early. And, you know, all we can do at that point is, is just fight. Um, I think what you saw, like, in the second half and, like, you know, in really the fourth quarter um, should be the types of things that we that we take from this game and apply to future games, you know, to try to, try to get us going early. You know, like, it shouldn't take us being down three possessions to really kick it in gear. Um, I think those are things that we can learn from. But... I love the fight that we have on the team. You know, I think we have a bunch of guys that like that really care. It's just about like putting it together now. You know, and I, and I think, like I said, we we're down 17 early, and then we we're also down 17 going into the fourth quarter, and and we lost by three. So I, I think if we're able to score 17 points in a quarter, like you know, I think that should be more hopeful than anything else. 
Yeah. And I, it's interesting because that really has been the constant narrative this year. You guys are never, um, you're never giving up. You're never, you know, that that's a, a big thing that coaches has praised as well, but I know you don't want to get down 17 and nothing for a lot of reasons. Um, what has been the difference in the first quarter for so many of these games compared to the rest of the game? What, what has been the, the struggle with the starts you think? See, like, that's such a tough question, honestly, because like it, I can't really put my finger on, on one thing, you know, it, it really just seems like, like for whatever reason that we're just starting off like slower, um, you know, like whether it's the other team getting a quick score on their first possession and then offensively, like we're not, we're not putting together drives. Um, and I, like, I think we have like one first down on our first four drives. Like you, you can't do that, especially against a good team and expect to be in a good, in a good position throughout the game. You know, I think we put ourselves in, in a hole and we have to stop doing that. Um, and we're cognizant of it. I think our coaching staff, they're doing a good job of really try, trying different things to put us in positions to, to be successful. And I think at the end of the day, we have to go out there and, you know, and own it and take responsibility for that so that we can go and execute better the next time. You know, like we can't put, like, push the blame on anyone else. We're all in this together and we all have equal part in what goes, you know, what good or bad. And so we just, got, we just got to work. That's all it's going to take. And I've just been so impressed by the team's ability to play through injuries for so many of you guys, especially at the wide receiver position, pick up slack for guys that have ended up having to miss significant amount of time. Um, and for you personally, I mean, I, I just think that the way you've played has probably made it pretty easy for people to forget that you had a broken finger and you were playing with pins in your finger and how insane that is, especially at your position. Um, take us through the, the challenges of, what that has meant for you and um, how, how much have we really sort of been forgetting how hurt you were because you've just been balling out still. Yeah, I, it's, um, I definitely think the way that, especially like these last couple of games have been that uh, it can be easy to forget that, you know, not only that like what was my finger broke, but I mean, it, it still is, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I still have, you know, all six pins in and, there are, there are definitely days where I'm like, wow, this is really broken and it hurts, you know, but at the same time, um, I've always been a guy that if I feel like I can legitimately go out and, and be productive for my team and, and contribute in a positive way that I want to be out there playing with my guys, no matter what it feels like, you know, throughout the week. So, and obviously your fingers are very important as a receiver, but you know, it, uh, like I said, like, that's just, like, how, how I'm built. You know, I want to be out there with my guys. I want to be out there fighting. Like, this is the game that I love to play, and I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure that I'm out there, you know, especially having had missed four games already throughout the year just, you know, due to, due to a couple other injuries, which is unfortunate, but it's the nature of the game. You know, you can't really control that. One thing you can do is just work to get back, and I think we have a lot of guys that have been fighting through a lot of other things, and – you know, that, like that's just a testament to their toughness, you know, to us just fighting and pulling together. Um, so we have a bunch of really unselfish guys on this team. I really love the guys that we have. And I think that we that we have the potential to do something special just as long as we continue to work and, and you know, and, and stay together. We're talking to wide receiver Chris Godwin. Um, I know that Coach always talks about how you might be one of the best blocking wide receivers that he's ever had. And I think that's another area that along with you playing through injury – can sometimes go overlooked that everybody pays a lot more attention to the yards, the catches, the touchdowns for good reason. But um, why is that something you think you're so good at? And why is it something that you 
prioritize so much when a lot of guys can sometimes at wide receiver just say that that's not my main job. I don't want to get hurt. You know, that there's a lot of reasons that that may not be somebody's biggest priority. I think it really just, for me, it's always just been like a, um, like a, a team player, like perspective, like, like I said, I always just wanted to do whatever I can to help us win. Like that's the, that's my biggest goal. You know, I try to impact the game in as many ways as I can. And, you know, just even when I was in high school, like I would, I would be blocking like at receiver and, you know, and, and those things just kind of like stuck with me, you know, it's like this, this hard nosed approach. Like I'm just, I'm just coming to work and do whatever I can to help the team. So like, if I got a block, you know, and, and the position like that they put me in as a coaching staff are, are very challenging at times, but you know, I relish the challenge. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative of that. I love that challenge because you know, that makes me work hard. You know, I, I feel a lot of pride when, after a game when like knowing that I blocked a defensive end, a, a linebacker, a safety, but then I also went for a hundred yards. Like, you know, I try, I, that to me makes me one of the more complete receivers in the league, you know, and, and that's how I take a lot of pride in that. So, you know, I'm going to continue to do everything that the coach said, like asked me to do, you know, I want, I want to help our team win, even if I'm blocking with one hand. Cause like a lot of times, like that's what it is. And like, after a play, I'm like, yo, I have no idea how this person is letting me block them with one hand. Like, do they not know that I only have one hand? <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's about being creative and, and just you know, sticking your sticking your nose in there, and getting dirty. Have you thought about mentioning that to the guys you're blocking? Because it's not. I mean, I, you don't strike me as much of a trash talker. Is no, I'm not. I I'm not much of a trash talker. I I, I, I guys spend a lot of energy doing that, and like I think I did it one game this year, and I was like. Why am I talking to this guy? I was like, I got so much, so many other things to worry about. Like, I don't need to be talking to these people like that. And, but not, it, I have not mentioned it. I, I might do that one day. Like, that seems like some pretty good material for trash talk. <laughs> I am yeah. no expert, but that feels like that would be that would get under my skin. <laughs> <laughs> It definitely make you guys feel feel some type of way. Yeah, probably so. Uh, how how has it been being in as much as you guys didn't have the continuity because of the COVID offseason and getting a few new pieces to be able to be in Leftwich's offense for a second year? Um, what are some of the similarities and differences to how it was last year and and the ways that that's helped to be able to have continuity there? It definitely helps. Um, I think that. In, in a lot of ways, it's very similar to last year. You know, like the, the structure of the offense is the same. Um, the terminology is the same. I think that when Tom got here and like over the course of the season, you know, he's kind of had some things that he's been interested in, in putting like plays that he really likes. And so over the course of the year, we just tried to like mesh the two, you know, and, um, and we're still doing that. We're still figuring out exactly like who we are as an offense. And that can be hard at times. Like I said, like those are that's part of the reason why we have these growing pains. But I really do believe that like once we figure that out and we get that, we're just gonna be rolling. You know, it's just we got we gotta we gotta stay committed to to the cause, stay committed to each other, and just work at it. And for you guys, what do you see as how defenses are trying? to contain all of you. I mean, there's so many weapons, so many ways that you guys can beat somebody. Uh, what's it been like to watch the ways that defenses have, have tried to approach it? And, and what have you felt like has been a, a common theme with it? And, and has, it, has it been more or less effective than you would have thought? It's definitely been interesting. I think that like um, teams are, they've done a really good job of mixing, of mixing things up. But I think the constant has been some sort of, of double team. Like that, 
there was a couple of players that the Saints double teamed me, Gronk, and Mike at the same time, like, which was like, it was unreal. Like, I saw it on the side. I was like, how are they even able to do How do they have that many guys? Yeah, you're like, you wait, know? how many people are playing over there? Yeah, but like, um, so teams that have, have mixed up, you know, who, who they double teamed like, throughout the game. Um, they've also, sorry, teams that, yeah, teams that mixed, mixed up, you know, who they double teamed. They've also uh, mixed up. Just like the coverages, I think the content is really the, like the double teams and like playing like cover two, um, whether that's two man uh, or just like cover two, just like forms of cover two, like to keep their safeties deep, to try to keep everything in front of them, and then to make sure that you know they're they're going to give us underneath stuff in the middle. They're going and they're just challenging us to to be able to stick with that and to take that and be willing to get four to seven yards a pop. And play the play the short game as opposed to taking shots like like we've traditionally liked to do. Well, we still have more coming up here with wide receiver Chris Godwin on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back in to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We have wide receiver Chris Godwin here with us. Uh, and I wanted to hear how impressed you've been by the way that Antonio Brown came in so late in the season and picked up the playbook and, and was really thrown in there in a pretty big role pretty quickly. Yeah, I think, I think Antonio's done a really good job over the course of these last couple of weeks of really coming in. And he, he spent a lot of time with the coaching staff, like getting the playbook. I think there's some similarities to like, what he uh, he had in Pittsburgh, um, you know, just like obviously like he had had been in Pittsburgh before, but so I think that's helped. But I think he's really done a good job just committing to learning the playbook and spending time like actually, you know, finding whatever his role is going to be. Um, you know, he's he's made some some big plays for us. You know, he's made some some third down catches. I think Carolina was a really good game for him. I think the the challenge moving forward is going to be making sure that we you know continue to implement everyone and and find, you know, who we are offensively. And what are the biggest things that he brings to this offense? I'm sure you'd watched him as a fan even, you know, before he'd come in. And, you know, what had you seen from him before you played with him and now getting to watch him on a more daily basis? Uh, what have you learned about the type of wide receiver he is, his skill set, and, and just overall what you really kind of admire about the way he plays the game? Yeah, obviously watching him from before, uh, you, you just noticed like how, um, how dominant he was. Uh, there was stat at the uh, at the stadium yesterday that was, you know, that was said like since 2014. You know, him and Mike were like number one and number two in terms of like touchdowns, like by receivers since 2014. And like I think he had like 60 or something like that, which was like 10 more than Mike who was number two. And I was like, yo, how how are you leading the league since 2014 in touchdowns and you you missed a year? And he was like, Man, I was I, I was going crazy those couple of years, which. And I forgot he had a couple of years where he had like 17 touchdowns and like, you know, 10 plus touchdowns. I'm like, that's, I think that speaks to the type of player like that he is. You know, he was so dominant for so many years. And and then watching him come in here and seeing him work, I think that's the first thing that really like sticks out is that like he, he's going to run. You know, he runs all day and like, and he works. Like that's what he does. Um, and so it's, it's cool seeing how he was before and seeing, you know, now be here working with him and, and watching how like he, like what his processes are and like watching kind of how he goes about things. And how about Scotty Miller? He definitely um, has has had a bigger role this year than last. And and we know that first year to second year is always a, a pretty big jump in general with any NFL player. But um, what did you see from Scotty, especially you know back in training camp? And and when did you start realizing that hey, like this guy has has taken some strides since last year? 
I, I've seen so much growth in Scotty. Um, as a player, like as a person, like he, you can tell he's so much more comfortable now. I think that like, um, it's funny because when we like we were like working out in the off season, just like you know doing like like throwing and stuff like that, and just like running routes, and I and I saw it then, like back in April, that that he was already, you know, so much further along at that point than he was at any point his rookie year. Um, and, you know, when we, we've been talking a lot over the course of the offseason and stuff, and it's about, like, how like, he can have, like, a much bigger role and, like, and like how like how I see his confidence growing. And over the course of training camp, that continued to build. He was making a lot of plays. And then going into the season, he's made a lot of big plays for us. Like, he's really stepped up into that role and, and taken a lot of pride in that. And he's such an unselfish guy that, you know, even when you bring in, a guy like Antonio Brown, and now his like while his role, Scotty's role might have changed a bit. When he whenever he goes in, he's like, you know, he's the same guy. Like he's not pouting, he's not upset. He's just like, yo, I'm just here to ball and try to make the plays that come his way. And and I have like nothing but respect for Scotty. You know, I'm, I'm proud of his development and like he's and he's continuing continuing to grow. And I think something that's like understated is like you know he's another guy that's been dealing with you know with being banked up and more so than then a lot of people realize that for a speed guy like Scotty, those things are important. And, and the way he's, he's been fighting through that and getting the game day and going on and performing is so impressive. That's pretty impressive for sure. Uh, we're talking to wide receiver Chris Godwin. Tyler Johnson, another guy I wanted to hear your thoughts on that, you know, of, of all people in, in your room that 2020 has been hard on, you know, the, the rookies, it's just such a rough thing. And I'm sure you've, you've probably thought about what it would have been like if it was your rookie year. And yeah, just the look on your face right now said, yeah, you've thought about this for sure. So how impressed have you been by his ability to come in? And not only did he miss the offseason, but then he was hurt some during training camp. So to still come in and have made some plays and, and contributed, just what, what have you seen from him? Yeah, uh, like you said, it, it's, it's so impressive because, like, I have thought about it. I'm like, man, I don't know how, like, I, I would be heated if this was my rookie year. And, like, we don't get any offseason – and now you got to come in, like, you got no OTAs. And now it's like, yo, like, your first experience of, like, actually being an NFL player is, like, training camp. And you have, like, 15 actual days to to win a job. You know what I mean? Like, this is, like, what your livelihood is now. And it's, like, especially coming into a room as talented as, as we had, you know, coming and him coming in here and trying to figure out what his role is going to be. And then you deal with some injuries early on, and, like, that could be frustrating. But um, – I've seen a lot of growth in Tyler as well over the course of these last couple of months. He's he's done so many things right. You know, he's he's a very quiet guy, and but like over the course of this season, he's really opened up more and more. And like you know, our personal relationship has grown a lot. I try to do what I can to help him and just communicate with him. Like I want him to be as successful as he can be, and um and I think he can sense that, and he's very appreciative of that. I think like he's a good fit for our room. And then he comes in and he and he makes some big plays. I think he has like two or three touchdowns as a like as a rookie and like like they're like tough catches, like well, you know, like on third down. I'm like, man, like that's that's so impressive, man. To come in here and step in, find a role and just be committed to to helping the team. Yeah, that's true. And it's interesting especially to hear you talk about him and the ways you're you've tried to help him and, and same thing a little bit with Scotty. And I, I wanted to hear what do you view yourself as a leader on the team and if so to what extent what's your view of the kind of leader you want to be you know wh where do you view yourself in, in that sense so I definitely now I view myself as a leader I think um any 
I've always been the type of person that I just like whenever I come onto a new team, like my mentality, I just like keep my head low and I got work, you know, and over time I kind of build relationships with guys and open up a little bit more and and then over like as that develops and as my relationship grows with guys, I think is when I start to kind of become a little bit more of a leader. You know, I, I never want to just come in and like, like, but hey, like I'm a leader, like y'all got to do this. So it's like, like, you don't know me from, you know, from the next guy. Like, why would you want to listen to me if you don't know me? So I think just earning my, like me being able to earn the respect of my teammates just through how I work, you know, like they know where my heart is. They know I'm for the guys, you know, they know I'm not going to come to you like with some BS. Like it's, you know, I'm coming to you from a genuine place. And I think a lot of guys respect that. So, like, so that's, I guess, like, that's kind of, like, my leadership style. Like, I just try to go talk to my guys, like, man-to-man, you know, and give them encouragement, you know, if something's wrong, like, try to, like, pick, like, pick them up, you know, or, or just tell them, like, how it is. Like, if, you know, if they're messing up, because, you know, like, this is what I'm seeing, and just try to be respectful, because, like, that's how I want somebody to approach me. Like, we can have a conversation, and if I know you, if I know that you're genuine and you care about me and my success, then I'm more, I'm more prone to listen to you, you know what I mean? Or like listen to like whatever you're saying to me. So, so how has it been with all the added uh, attention this year on the team? I know that you, uh, you are not a guy that necessarily is a big uh, look at me type. You know, you definitely don't fit the uh, wide receiver stereotype in that sense. Uh, so mm-hmm. so what's it been like for you individually and, and what do you think it's been like for the team as a whole? Yeah, it's definitely been – Definitely been very different, um, just with all the added attention. Like, it seems like every little, like, every little thing that happens is so magnified now, you know? And I feel like, you know, like, that's that's to be expected when you have, you know, the, the types of guys that come on, onto the team that uh, that we've had in this offseason. But I think personally for me, it's like, I've, I've stayed away from all of that just since the season started, like, off of social media. Like, I don't pay attention to none of, like, ESPN and all that stuff. I just – because, like – I guess the way I see it is a lot of the outside noise, like whether it's good or bad, you know, can can kind of like mess with you and kind of stick like with your head. So I try to like stay really like isolated in what we're doing and, you know, just, just keep it rolling. Um, like I said, I, I think it, there's just so much noise out there. I think the, the more you can stay away from it, the better. So you don't think all of a sudden now all this attention is going to turn you into those uh, diva wide receivers showboating all the time, talking all the time. It's not, it's not really having that effect on you. Oh, that's my natural trajectory. <laughs> nah, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I could not see myself doing that. Like, I don't even think that I have that in me. You know what I mean? Like, I would feel weird. Like, I come home and I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's amazing. How do you feel like you have either stayed the same or changed since your rookie year? Because in that sense, you really are incredibly consistent that um, you've been very much the grinder, head down, not a getting attention kind of guy, low key. Um, but what are the areas that maybe outside of that has either stayed the same or grown? Really, I think um, I think the, the biggest things that have kind of changed for me is just like my, my confidence level just in playing and and like where I stand, not only like on the team, but, you know, like my ascension kind of in the league. Um, I, I think I'm trying to get a little bit more uh, like noticeable, you know, in, in the eyes of, of a lot of people. Um, and like that's cool, but I think just like my confidence level on the field is is definitely growing. Like I have a pretty good idea of like what to expect um, of the like the types of things that I can do. Um, kind of like my areas of like for growth, you know. It just I feel so much more comfortable out there. 
I feel comfortable talking to my guys and trying to pick them up. I feel confident knowing that when I go to them and say something, it's because I know that, you know, that I can go out there and, and back up the stuff that I'm saying as well, you know? And I think that that confidence is going to continue to grow as I do better on the field. What would you say your goals are for the last month of the regular season and then for your career even looking forward? You seem like a guy that, that would have kind of always in the back of your mind where, where you're trying to go. Honestly, I think um, my, like my biggest goals always like tend to be like team like centric. So like the, the next four weeks of the season um, or last four games, I should say, it would be just to win them all. Um, and and I don't even necessarily mean, you know, just like blowouts or anything like that. Like, even though I feel like we're capable of really putting up a lot of points against anybody, I think just finding different ways to win as a team, because I feel like those are going to be the things that we rely on going into the postseason to like, you know, pull out a scrappy victory. Um, and then I guess it's like, in terms of like my career, you know, like I, I think it looks a lot better or like for guys when they're a good player, but they also win. You know, I feel like that's so much more respectable. So, um, like, my biggest goal is, is to win a Super Bowl. And I feel like if I continue to do the things that I'm doing and just continue to learn and, like, just learn from my mistakes, you know, because there's always going to be mistakes, continue to learn from those and just try to lean on those people like that have done it before to help myself grow into the best player that I can be, then I feel like I'll eventually be on a team that, that can win a Super Bowl. And, and I'll, be, I'll be very proud of that. All right, well, we still have one more segment coming up here with wide receiver Chris Godwin on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We'll be right back. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into our final segment here on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. We have wide receiver Chris Godwin here with us, and um, I just wanted to hear some things about the, the rest of the offense that – um, let, let's start, especially with, let's say, Rojo and, and Leonard Fournette and what they've been able to bring to the offense and, and what they do for the rest of you guys, opening up things, you know, for you guys trying to uh, get those deep balls and, and what they've brought. It's interesting because they're, they're two completely different players just in, in terms of, like, their style and, and personalities and stuff. And I think both of them are very valuable to us. Um, like, obviously, you know, Rojo's had, had a really productive year and you guys can, like, everyone can see the, you know, the spurts of, of explosion and like he runs so hard, you know, and he has a handful of 100 yard games this year. And like, that's been, that's been very important for us, you know, and I think as we progress throughout the season, we're going to need those types of performances from him just to really to, to keep defenses honest, you know, and then you have Leonard who, you know, is a number one back in, you know, in his own right, you know, being able to step in and he's had a couple hundred yard games, you know, he comes in, he's able to catch the ball at the backfield. I think just as they continue to progress, it's going to only help us, you know, it's going to open up things in the past game. It's going to keep defenses honest, but it's also going to just allow us to be a little bit more creative with our offensive scheme as well. And how about the tight ends, uh, you know, having Gronk and Cam and, and what they each bring individually. And then the fact that, you know, you guys lost OJ earlier in the year of um, the way that they've tried to, to pick up that slack and the impact that the tight end group overall has been able to have even without him. Yeah. It's, it's been unreal. Just the, the, the amount of talent in that room is, is honestly, I guess that's unreal. Like you have three guys that are legitimate, like number one tight ends, you know, on on most teams in this league, and and to have them all and on the same team has been awesome. And like 
watching their dynamic throughout the season has been really cool. Like they're all, you know, like really close friends. Like they're all like very, very funny in their own right. And it's like, then we get on onto the field in game day and it just provides a whole new challenge for teams. Um, obviously when OJ went down, Cam just kind of stepped right up and, you know, he's, he's, you know, the ultimate pro. So he was ready to step in. He was preparing the entire time and he has that experience and he, like, he has a really good feel for football and for spacing. Um, and then with Gronk, he's just such a, a physical, like physically imposing guy, you know, he's six, seven or six, eight, and he's like two sixty, and he runs like really fast. Like, he moves really good to be that like that big of a person, <clears throat> and so like adding it all together, we, we like when we look at it as receivers, we're like if these guys just continue to just work in the like, in the middle and make the grimy catches and do the things that they do, it's gonna make our life so much easier. Yeah, that's so true. And how about the offensive line and particularly Tristan Wirfs? Again, we've talked about Tyler Johnson earlier and just the challenges for rookies this year. Um, Tristan doesn't seem like it affected him at all in terms of his readiness. I'm, I've been so impressed by Tristan. And it's, um, I think when you look at offensive linemen, like rookies on the offensive line, um, I think the, the thing that kind of stands out the most is like, if, if you're noticing them, it's because they're getting beat, you know? And I think that goes like uh, 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 undervalued at times. Cause like we'll be playing and like, I, I won't really notice him too much. And then I look at it, I'm like, that's because he's doing his damn job. You know, he's doing such a good job of, of being like this physically imposing guy. Like he, and he's another guy that's, he's massive. Like it was like him and Gronk when we first got in a huddle in, in training camp. Like normally like Donovan's the biggest guy in the huddle. And like, I looked at Tristan and I looked at Gronk and I looked at Donovan, hold on, how, how do you guys make Donovan Smith look small? <laughs> it was just crazy to me. But like, he's a, he's a quiet kid and, um, but he's so good. He's so like, he's so smart. And he's so like, uh, just, he's like a sponge, you know, he, he's open to learning, you know, he recognizes mistakes. He doesn't make too many of them, but you know, I, I think he's done a really good job of just kind of stepping in and playing his role and doing a really good job, both in run and the pass game. Um, honestly, I think, I think some of the ones have been, oh, some of the more like established guys in the league, you know, like the ones like, like, I, I enjoy going against Richard Sherman. Um, like, I think it's so interesting for me being in the position that I'm in because a lot of times teams will, like, like that number one guy is going to, like, shadow Mike, you know? And so I'll get, like, a mix of, you know, like, the number two guy or, like, the like uh, the number two guy paired with a safety or, like, also because I play slot, I get the nickel. So, you know, I get to go against a good amount of guys. Um, but I enjoy going against Richard Sherman. Um I thought the Chiefs like did a did a good job too. I think they got a bunch of really good defensive backs that um that are going to continue to get better. Um, I've always respected Tyron Matthews' game like as a safety. I think he does a really good job. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I always, you know, I'm also here. Who are the wide receivers that you watch in Miami outside of your Buccaneers teammates? We know, you know, Mike's been a big influence on you and all of that. But outside of the Bucks, whether it was when you were a kid or even now people that you watch and say, I want to do things the way he does. So when I was a kid, I used to watch, um, I used to be a big fan of Calvin Johnson, Randy Moss, T.O. and Ocho Senko. Um, I think those are just like the guys that even though I, I would say the only one out of all of them that I could relate to personality wise would be Calvin. Uh, I think, I just I, I had so much respect for like the way that all of those guys like play the game and like in their own way and I, I would kind of like pick and, and kind of 
choose like from their games like things to kind of try to add to mine um and I, I would say now now that I'm in the league and these guys are in my are my peers I I, I really really like watching Devontae Adams play um I think I there's no doubt in my mind he's one of the best receivers in again this league and and I think he's really he's really shown that and been shown that the last couple of years he's just he's a really good route runner has a really good feel for you know for playing um Obviously, I think Julio's a really good receiver, uh, which is, <laughs> you know, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Um, Michael Thomas does some really good things. I think um, a guy that doesn't get enough love will be Stephon Diggs. I think he he's a really good route runner, and he's just like a really tough player. And then I would say a couple of young guys. I I really like AJ Brown. I think um, I think I I see some similarities like in our games. You know, just. You know, like a little bit more like compact guys, but like, you know, good, like right after the catch and just, I think he's going to be a really good player in this league, you know, moving forward. Yeah, and I, I love that um, you guys are not only great on the field, but um, especially just you guys as wide receivers, you do so much in the community, you know, off the field. And I wanted to give you the chance to talk a little bit about your foundation and some of the stuff that you guys have done, especially in 2020 specifically. Yeah, uh, we, um, we've been able to do a, a good amount of stuff just with obviously the restrictions that we have, you know, then the team Goblin foundation, our, our biggest mission is, is working with rescue dogs. Um, you know, just trying to provide them a second chance just through financial support and advocacy. Um, but when we've been able to do, get a little bit creative with how we do that, um, we've been able to raise some money uh, just through like, we're doing an auction that's going to come up here soon. Um, we've been able to hold like sweepstakes and stuff where like I'm, I played, you know, call of duty with, with some fans. So like that, like, that's really cool for me. Um, and like now, like we're also like starting to get, you know, into a little bit, um, I guess like different realms as well, like in the community, you know, we're going to do some things like for Christmas, like for some kids, um, working with Invisalign now, uh, like I do Invisalign. And so I'm working with them to be able to, so it's like for every touchdown I score, you know, like, like a free set of Invisalign goes to a kid that wouldn't be able to afford it. So little stuff like that, like wherever I can kind of help in the community and make a difference is, is very important to me, you know, and those, those are things I'm going to look to continue to do. That's awesome. And what are maybe some of the, the holiday traditions you've got and maybe specifically in the wide receiver room? I know you guys like to get festive this time of year. <laughs> yeah, so we, we do Secret Santa every year. Um, and then uh, we we have the rookies decorate the the receiver room. Uh, I don't know if if they'll be able to do that, uh, like because we can't meet inside anymore. So like we can't be like, hey, decorate the entire football field. <laughs> but may, maybe maybe we'll get them to dress up or something. <laughs> but um, yeah. So we do Secret Santa and just put all the you know names in the hat and everyone gets one. So I hope I get somebody good this year. You know, try to. I think I think uh, each of the last two years I got a coach and like. You know, sometimes coaches are just a little bit out of touch with, like, what players will want, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, you might get something, like, I don't know, like, that you don't really want. But I think I think it's all in good fun, and, like, I really enjoy that because, like, it allows guys to really have some fun, uh, try to get to know some of their teammates a little bit better, but also, like, it's, it's really, like, in the spirit of giving. Like, I like giving, like, getting guys gifts and, and them, like, appreciating it and them actually being able to use stuff that I got them. Yeah, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear if you get if you get a good gift or a bad gift. Either way, I gotta I gotta hear about this. It'll be great. All right. Well, Chris, thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you have a wonderful bye week and come back with a less broken finger for sure. <laughs> Definitely, I appreciate it, Casey. Awesome. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with wide receiver Chris Godwin, brought to you by Frontier Communications and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. 
Buccaneers Total Access has been brought to you by Frontier Communications. Rely on your ultimate teammate, Frontier. Don't go it alone. Visit Frontier.com slash Bucks. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio. Sports Radio. 95.3 WDAE and AM620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best Bucks coverage. 